Welcome. This is Salty Therapy, and my name is Tammy. I'm a licensed clinical social worker with a private practice. However, this podcast is not intended to be used in place of professional treatment. It is intended for encouragement, information, and entertainment. Today, I want to think about a concept that many of you have never even heard of um, or have not heard of it in the way that I'm going to talk about it. Um, or if you have heard of it, you're not actively engaged in uh, making different choices or acknowledging particular truths in your lives that could be um, destructive or could be harmful um, in your life. And so the concept that I want to talk about is based on lies. And I'm not talking about being truthful. I'm not talking about being dishonest. I'm talking about the concept of lies people or the world have told or tell us about ourselves. And the question I'm asking today is, are you partnering with those lies? Let's start with what I mean by partnering with lies. I have said this before and I'll say it again. I'm a visual learner. And when I, when I say the word partner with lies, what I see is a handshake in my mind's eye. You know, there was a time when if two men were making an agreement, say on the sale of land, um, a handshake would be considered a legal contract. They didn't have written contracts then, or if they did, it was, it was for the wealthy. It was for the people who, um, had access to those things. But for most people, um, a handshake was seen as a legal and binding agreement. And so when we partner with lies that are spoken to or over us about who we are, uh, we're in essence shaking hands with that lie. So it's a binding agreement that we've come into with that lie. We accept what the world or people in our lives say to us as truth, and then we operate in that truth before we fact check. I'd like you to take a minute and think about how many lies are spoken to or around you just on a regular basis. We can look at social media, pictures with filters, uh, photographs of celebrities, um, print material. We can uh, listen to people speak that might be very judgmental and uh, cast judgment on, on you as a person based on your political views, or based on your religious views. Um, and you own that as a personal reflection of yourself when they're making a general statement. Well, here's something that I want you to understand, is that this concept of partnering with lies is not so much a physical battle as it is a spiritual battle. In Ephesians 6.12, it says that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So this isn't about 
an argument or a um, disagreement between people. This is a spiritual attack. This is a spiritual warfare that is very real. We have an enemy in the spiritual realm, and his name is Satan. And one of his names that you can find in the Bible is that he is the father of lies. Um, listen, he's a fallen angel. He knows the word of God. He knows God. In Job, he he enters into God's presence and they have a conversation. Um, Satan wants to destroy. Satan has nothing good for us. Um, and one of the ways that he tries to destroy us or how he tries to attack us and our faith is through lies. And he uses all of these things in our world, in this fallen world. In Ephesians 6.12, it calls it this dark world. Um, and, and listen, it looks beautiful because it's filled with filters, right? Um, but this is a dark world and there is a spiritual uh, warfare going on and there is an enemy and he is the father of lies. And these lies are lies that are spoken to us in general statements and we receive them as personal or they are spoken to us in a very personal context. Um, and then we partner with them. We agree with them. We, we come into a binding agreement with those lies. So how does this translate into our life? Well, first and foremost, it translates into our self-worth, how we see ourselves, how we see what we have to offer this world, how we see our value in terms of um, being an impact, uh, being in relationship with other people. So if the lies are related to who you are as a human being, and your purpose or your abilities, and you're partnering and believing those lies, it's going to result in the worth you offer the world. So um, let's talk about Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan in high school, and this is the story I've been told, and I believe it's correct. Um, and if it's not, I'm sure I'll get some messages from somebody that says I'm wrong. But I believe that in high school, he was told he wasn't good enough. And um, we all know that Michael Jordan is one of the first names that people think of when they think of professional basketball. Um, and one of the things that he did was he did free throw after free throw after free throw. I want to say he did a thousand a day every day. And um, what that says to me is that somebody tried to speak something into his life and telling him that he wasn't enough. And he didn't partner with that lie. And because he didn't partner with that lie, he became the Michael Jordan right? He decided to say, nope, I know this is what I was born to do. This is what I'm supposed to do. And he's Michael Jordan. What if he'd believed that lie? What if he'd said, well, this isn't for me. I'm not supposed to do this. I thought I was good, but I just love the game and I'm just not good enough. You know, 
and he picked up a weekend game with his buddies at the at the Y instead. And there was never a Michael Jordan. What? How would that have affected many other players? How would that have affected young men that watched him as a uh, role model? You know? Think about one statement and how that can have a ripple effect in so many areas of a lifetime. Um, I think about myself and I think, you know, there have been lies spoken over me as to my worth. And I think in, in most cases, it was not meant to be ugly or hurtful or even destructive, but it can be. I have been in an abusive relationship and I have had things spoken over me and they have affected how I see myself. And I've had to do a lot of work, a lot of spiritual work, a lot of therapeutic work to realize my own truth and my own value. And had I not been willing to do that, and had I not been willing to recognize this concept of partnering with lies, then I might not be doing this podcast right now. I might not have started my own business and been in the position to help individuals and families and marriages. Because I would have said, based on what was said to me, that my worth didn't allow for me to be able to offer anything to anybody. And so what that ends up becoming is we put out what we believe we have to offer, and then we end up shortchanging not only ourselves, but other people. It's that ripple effect that I talked about just a little bit ago. So the relationships we choose are also based on our self-worth. If we don't think that we have value, if we don't think that we're good enough, if we don't think that we are um, special in any way, then we're going to choose what we believe we deserve in terms of friendships and romantic relationships. So oftentimes you will find women who continue to repeat the pattern of, falling into abusive relationships. And I have found through working with women like this is that it's really based on their self-worth. They don't think that they deserve any better than that. They think they deserve to be abused. They think that they, that they have no value. And so they're just glad that anybody would take them. Uh, the same thing with friendships. They end up being taken advantage of in their, in their friendships and people use them in, in the context of you're my friend. And they're so grateful to not be alone and to be included that they allow themselves to be taken advantage of. And all of that comes back to their self-worth and it's based on lies and the people that they choose to surround themselves with um, is based on how they see themselves and where they fit into the puzzle. Another area that we are affected in our day-to-day life based on lies that we believe are life choices that we make 
as it pertains to jobs, school, parenting, and other areas of our lives. If our self-worth is low, we sell ourselves short or second-guess what we do. And in essence, we're fighting this internal war between the lies that we have partnered with and the person that we were actually created to be. In Romans 12, 6, it says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. We were created with gifts. That is that is something that is innate in us. It is, it is this internal wiring that each of us has. And so when you have that, that exists in you, um, and you have partnered with lies that are opposite of what you were created for, there's going to be this internal tug of war that happens between what you know spiritually you were created for and what the world is telling you or what that person has told you and you've chosen to believe. We all have value in the body of Christ. We were all created with a purpose. So you may not take a job that that you really feel a desire to do because somebody at some point told you you weren't smart enough or you weren't qualified enough or that wasn't a good fit or the way you parent. You may have low self-esteem, low self-worth, and therefore you second guess everything you do as a parent which makes it very hard to set boundaries, to discipline, to be the parent versus a friend. Our children will have many friends. They need a parent. Um, it may be the, the school you choose to go to or you choose not to go to. I am a real believer that when somebody finishes high school, they have choices to make. And, and really it comes down to, you know, a few things. They can continue their education, whether that's in community college, uh, a four-year university, uh, vocational school, getting certification or licensure in something such as cosmetology or real estate. They can go into the military. They can enlist in the military. They can start a full-time career. Um, I, I know people that got a job as, um, a bagger in the grocery store when they were 16 years old. And by the time they were graduating high school, it was being discussed about putting them in a management program within that same company. Um, I have zero problem with any of those options, I have a problem when somebody makes a choice for their life based on a lie. That's where the problem comes in. So it is really important to understand that we all have value, that we were all created with a purpose, and that we have different gifts according to the grace given each or to each of us. So how do we change this? How do we change the lies that we've partnered with? How do we change the way we're living our lives based on that? Well, the first thing we have to figure out is what is our barometer for truth? 
how do we measure truth in our lives? Do we do we measure it based on what people say to us? Do we measure it on what our spiritual beliefs are? Um, do we base it on what social media says is true? Do we look at the lives of celebrities or uh, quote unquote influencers online and decide that's what we must look like, that's what we must behave like, that's what we must own in order to be accepted, in order to be uh, valid. We have to decide what our value system is. And that value system is going to be based on that barometer for truth. So this is a really, really important thing that may take you some time to sit down and figure out what exactly is my value system? And what is that based on? There's your barometer. What is it based on? Then once you have identified your barometer, once you have identified your value system, you get to identify the lies that you are believing according to that barometer. And then you must begin the process of breaking up with the lies. In other words, you're going to evict them from your spirit because here's the truth. We have a spirit and these lies, they take up residence. I mean, they're squatters. They're hanging curtains and, you know, putting pictures on the wall. And we need to evict them from our spirit. They don't belong there. We weren't created for that. They're lies. They're the enemy. Remember that spiritual warfare that I talked about? Remember that internal tug of war that I talked about? You can step away from that tug of war if you start evicting the lies. Create a written list of affirmations. And I am a huge believer that these affirmations need to start with two words, I am, that they are I am statements to be read out loud daily. In fact, if you want to take it a step further, not only should you be reading it out loud, but looking at yourself in the mirror while you do. And this is going to be tricky for some of you. Because you may be able to think of two or three I am statements, like I am smart, or I am funny, I am compassionate. So if you're having trouble coming up with affirmations, I'm going to challenge you to swallow your pride and ego and go to people in your life, your best friend, your sibling, your parent, um, somebody you work with and ask them, this means you're going to have to be bold, ask them for affirmations. When you look at me or when you're in my presence, who do you say I am? And write those things down. And I didn't say write them down if you believe them. I said, just write them down and, and let those become part of your list that you read out loud each day. You may not believe all of the affirmations, but with practice, with enough consistency in saying these things out loud, you will one day begin to believe them. Another thing is rewiring. Once you've begun to believe the affirmations, then you can begin to challenge the relationships that you're in by asking for what you need. Be mindful of what you're telling yourself and the intentions behind the choices you make. 
So asking for what you need. If you have somebody that's taking advantage of you in your life, you can ask for that behavior to stop. And if they say no, then you have the choice to walk away. You can ask your children to begin to speak to you respectfully. And if they choose not to, you get to set consequences in place for their choices. You get to make different choices. But like I said, I want you to be mindful of what you're telling yourself and the intentions behind the choices you make. So if you find that you're resentful of this friend taking advantage of you and you just get up in their face and and unload on them and, and just flip the script on them without any warning, any notice, you you've got to look at the intention behind that. Is that a vengeful act that you're doing? Is that all of that resentment and anger and hurt that's been building up and are you just blowing them out of the water with it? Or were they somebody that simply did what you allowed them to do? And they might turn out to be somebody who can be good in your life if you can change the parameters of the relationship. Now, if they're not willing to do that, then they're showing you they can't be a good friend to you. But if you've allowed them to mistreat you, if you've allowed them to take advantage of you, and then you suddenly show up and you blow them out of the water... Are you really giving them the opportunity to make a different choice and to show you that they can be a better friend? So be clear on the intentions behind the choices you make. Now, I I want to go to a spiritual point of view. And this is so important to me, one, because I'm a Christian, right? And as I said earlier, um, I am a firm believer, the Bible says it, that we have a spiritual warfare that's going on and that we have an enemy. And he is defined in the Bible and he is a liar. And I am not going to partner with him, right? And I believe that because of that, it is our responsibility to learn and understand what our identity in Christ is. So this can become part of your affirmations. So when we partner with lies, I want you to understand that the enemy is being given a stronghold. So picture a rock climber, and as he's climbing up the face of a uh, a mountain, he's grabbing hold of crevices and nooks and, and outcroppings in order to put his feet on or to hold onto with his hands so that he can continue to ascend to the top of this rock face, right? Well, those crevices and, and outcroppings of rock and things, those are a stronghold. They're giving them a grip. Well, when we partner with lies, we're giving the enemy, we're giving Satan a stronghold. We're giving him something to hold on to and something to progress on. So you must identify the enemy. And we've done that today. Um, You must identify his lies. And you can do that by understanding who you are in Christ. You can do that by really um, looking into for what purpose were you created? What were the 
passions that God gave you? What were the, um, the, the skill sets, the natural abilities that God gave you? And then you've got to start breaking the strongholds down, right? And that comes through identifying the lies and, and breaking up with them, breaking those lies down. But we're, we don't live in a vacuum. So you can't say, well, I no longer believe this and leave it at that. You have to replace that with what you believe to be the truth, which is usually the opposite of what the lie was. And I'll tell you that if you don't replace the lie with the truth, you're leaving this hole in which the lie can return and it can return with a vengeance. So you don't want to do that. This is, this is a very, um, mindful exercise that you have to do. You've got to be aware of, of what you're believing, who you're believing, why you're believing it, and then you've got to challenge it. God wants you to know who you are by his design. There are so, there's so many things um, that I can share with you as to who God says you are, but I'm going to leave you with a few to start with. But I challenge you to begin to pray and to seek his word and to find all the other things that he says you are. He says you are wanted. In fact, let's go through these using the I am statement because these things are true for me. I am wanted. And I would love it if you were if you said that out loud after me while you're listening to this. I am wanted. I am chosen. I am loved. I am worthy. I am precious. If you are saved, you know Jesus Christ as your Savior. If you've accepted his um, gift of salvation, I am redeemed, I am forgiven, and I am a co-heir with Christ. And through that personal relationship, I am victorious, and I have authority. I am His not just Jesus, but God, the creator of all things. I am his. I am created for a purpose and so much more. Thank you for listening. The most important thing that I want you to take away today is that you are worthy and you are worthy simply because you exist. So I'm asking you to please choose to partner with that truth today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and give me a five-star rating and share it with your friends and family. If you have any comments or suggestions for future podcasts, you can also find me at saltytherapy.com backslash salty dash therapy dash podcast or at Salty Therapy on Instagram and Facebook. Peace and joy. See you next time.